Welcome to the Root and the Fountain podcast, a lively conversation about all things prayer. Because as St. John Chrysostom wrote, prayer is the root, the fountain, and mother of all blessings. I'm your host, Veronica Jarski, creator of Paper Dolly and the Invisible Scar Passion Project. And I'm joined by my good friend, Kathy Duffy, author of Everyday Evangelism for Catholics, a practical guide to spreading the faith in a contemporary world, and creator of Kathy Duffy Reviews. In this episode, episode two, we're covering 10 tips for praying for your parish during lockdown and when you just can't get to church for health reasons. Hey, Kathy. I'm so glad to be here again, Veronica. So originally the thought for this podcast was how to pray for your parish when in a lockdown or quarantined. But as you so wisely mentioned, these are things that we can do, not just when we're in in a lockdown slash quarantine slash whatever insert your national crisis here, you know, because we are in California and things are a bit squirrely. um, We are, you know, speaking from that mindset, but again, there's things that you can do um, all the time. One of the reasons, one of the prompts for this, for this podcast, I think is that I, I was feeling lonely. (laughs) I was so lonely. (laughs) I went to, um, I went to mass in one of those blips of time when you could go inside like you know we we couldn't go into the parish then we suddenly could and then suddenly we couldn't and I just like I squeezed into that little (laughs) that moment where we could go and I was I was at church and I missed everybody and I know you know some people went to the different masses but I counted and it was like 15 people Mm. in the whole church and I was so sad and I felt so a heart sore I wouldn't say heartbroken because that's not my, my heart doesn't break at it. It just, it's sore. And so I started thinking of a bunch of things that we could do. And I think I told you, I was like, I'm so lonely, Kathy. I'm, I feel so disconnected from, yeah. from everyone. Well, there's that. And then the, the church is facing really difficult times. The people, the church itself, the parishes, and there's just a lot to pray for if we, you know, if we, value our churches, our parishes. These are, you know, should be our church family. Absolutely. And I think that's, if anything, that loneliness loneliness that I felt, and to a certain extent, I I still feel it. I mean, it's, it's, these are odd times, but it was, it is a good reminder that, hey, you know, even if we were packed to the rafters with people, you still got to pray for, for your parishes. And so, so we put together a list for our our listeners. And of course, feel free if you guys have any, I use a colloquial guys, I'm sure there's some gals. <laughs> if you folks have uh, have any ideas, you know, be sure to email us at therootandfountain at gmail.com. We have an official email address, Kathy. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so that's your little call to action. If you think, wait, they didn't mention this, then be sure to mention it because I would love to, we would both love to have really good ideas. So here's some that we have. Yeah, I think we're going to share 10 ways yes, to pray with your parish, for your parish. Yes. So the first one, first is pray for everyone who would have been in your pew. The old regulars, I call them. I was, um, in my moment of loneliness, I, when I was in the pew, I imagined all the people, because, you know, people get used to their, their little areas. And I know you're supposed to mix it up and sit somewhere differently. And, uh, and sometimes when I can convince the other five people in my family to do so, we will. <laughs> But no, not very often. So you get used to the same people. And be- before everything was in lockdown, I would think my tip would have been to get to know everybody. Because I was, I was slowly making my way through that wing of the church. Because every Sunday I was introducing myself to new people. <laughs> and and uh, good thing I'm an extrovert. Because I'm like, hey, I saw you here last Sunday. My name is Veronica. What's your name? So, you know, I can say hi to you by name next time. And they're like, oh, my name is, you know, uh, you know, fill in the blank. And, uh, I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, I'm Veronica. And I know they're, they're going to forget me, but they're not going to, but I'll try to remember their name. So I would see them. And I, so there was a lot of names there and I was, I was doing really well. And then suddenly, so what I started thinking is like, okay, well, when you're in your, you're in, when I was praying from home, I started praying for the people in my pew and I'm like, Oh, I'll pray for, you know, the people that I know by name who sits in the, and I would go like row by row. You know, I pray for the person who always sits there and this person. And just say, like, I would say either a prayer or, like, a Hail Mary or an Our Father for each one. 
and just go and go through the pew. And then I'd remember the people that I would see across and just, you know, across from the pew and the, and the, oh my goodness, I'm forgetting the hospitality people Mm -hmm. and the Eucharistic ministers. And then just started praying for all those people. And then there's that you can really, if you, I mean, I'm sure if you close your eyes, you can immediately think of people in your, that you see all the time, whether you know them by name or don't. It's like, oh, I pray for that lady who always really wears a stylish hat. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a couple of really amazing yeah. stylish hats <laughs> at our parish. <laughs> Some really, you know, swanky dressers are amazing. So um, I would pray for them. So that would be one way. And, and, and we would branch out beyond your friends, you know, just to for other people too. So right. the good thing is that God knows our names. So, <laughs> so I'm like, you know, Lord, that lady. And he, and he, uh, he takes the prayer. Yeah. So. And pray for their families. And we can, you know, you can take it out further than that. Um, pray for their intentions, pray for their, you know, whatever is going on in their lives. You know, you won't know much of it usually, sadly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what's our number two, Kathy? The next one is to pray through the bulletin. I'll bet most of you have never thought of that. Um, this is actually a brilliant idea that Veronica came up with, but I love it. <laughs> you know, I just, I pulled up our bulletin for this one. I'm just kind of looking to you. We can start, we're going to talk about praying for staff and everything. So I'm going to skip the all the staff on the front of the bulletin. <laughs> but just looking through our bulletin, we have a lot of things going on. We have a marriage course coming up. So I could be praying for that marriage course that God would draw the people to it. Uh, bless the deacon and his wife who are going to be leading it. You know, bring those people together, you know, in spite of whatever's going on. Soften the hearts of the people that are struggling with their marriages that need to be there, whatever is going on here. Uh, help that course to be a success. Help it to minister to the needs of uh, these couples. And then we need a liturgical, nor liturgical ministers. Is this common to most parishes? I think so. Yes. Uh, so we never have enough volunteers. Yeah, so pray for those who need to be serving. God, touch their hearts. Help them to step forward and make themselves available, to, to risk making themselves available, to sacrifice their time, to be willing to give for the good of our parish. We have Lexio Divina starting up. <laughs> Wonderful thing. Help, help people. You know, I can pray for that specifically, or I can pray... Uh, more in general, for people to develop ways of praying, to be more serious about prayer. You know, take the prayer whatever direction God leads you. Could be different directions. You sound like the announcements at the end of church. Yeah, well, that's you know, <laughs> but this is the way it, it is. Yeah. Okay, this is what you. But right. you know, there's a there's a, a heart behind these things. They're they're information, but they're more than information because they have meaning in the spiritual realm. Praying for the faith formation program. Praying for the children that are attending, that should be attending, will be attending, children who can't attend because of COVID, whatever. Lots to pray for there, for sure. Uh, there, a Bible study starting up again. You know, that's easy to pray for people to come, to learn, to grow, uh, have a hunger to know the Bible, to know God's word, to right. be familiar with it. Um, and helping with the St. Vincent de Paul Society. Again, they need help more than ever. And, you know, well, we can talk another point on our on our list ties in with them so i won't go into that so much um we've got we have a lot of bible studies at our church so there's yet another <laughs> i studied the search not so much a study but you know inspiring right. uh, videos but for people to want to know god's truth to understand what life's about the purpose of life the search mm-hmm. is all about that but to really pray deeply for people to know truth to know god to seek after his truth, his reality for, for themselves, for our world. Um, praying for the Hispanic community. We have all kinds of announcements in, in Spanish. Praying for the Hispanic community, for all the things, for the children being baptized, for whatever. And, um, you know, I could, there are other things here too, but there's a list in our bulletin, and there might be in yours, of people who want prayer, who need prayer, who are sick or dying or whatever. That's a whole long list. I could spend a lot of time on that and it yeah. just brings those people to mind and the military there always there's always you know mention of people who are who are serving our country as well that right. usually make it to the list yeah pray for those and even on the back of the bulletin most bulletins have advertisements on the back 
those sponsors donate to have those ads on there. Yes, it helps them some, but pray for their businesses. So many businesses are suffering right now, especially, but pray that God will bless their businesses. Those are the kinds of things. Uh, anyways, you know, <laughs> there's a, a glimpse at what you could pray for. There's some, There's more, you know, I'm just gl- glancing through the bulletin and picking out some things. I think what's so I think what's so important about what you said is well besides all of it I think what's really important <laughs> <laughs> is that you said that there's a heart behind it and I think oh, that is such a profound reminder because I think we get used to at least I get used to like organizations or the ministries and you forget sometimes you're like oh yeah like the Knights of Columbus is doing this thing, but well, I shouldn't say Knights of Columbus. Cause I know we know so many people in Knights that, that I, I do see that face, but like, um, I don't know, like another group, you know, and I don't, Oh, I know like the, the, the coffee and donuts people, right. They, um, God bless them. I, you know, that's a ministry that's on hold for a while, but, uh, you know, I, that's not something I usually do. I usually try to avoid donuts. <laughs> it, I really should, <laughs> but, um, but you know, it's just, it's easy to lump it as a ministry and forget that there's people behind there. There's people behind who are, you know, who really care deeply about that stuff and who, and at least for our parish, like coffee and donuts is a really big deal. I mean, our, our, our hall gets packed with people and in the pre COVID days, it got really packed with people that had been always getting together after masses. And I think it really helped uh, tighten our community and um, so that was a, a really big ministry. And so, and to remember that there are people who are maybe not just serving the parish, but some of them who want to serve right now and can't, for example, like if you see like coffee and donuts canceled, there are people who really did a lot of good work. Uh, you can have really great conversations and camaraderie over coffee and donuts. And, and now where, where are they now? Like, how are those people serving you know, and I'm sure, you know, I'm sure if you have a serving heart, you'll find something, but to pray for those people as well. Like you said on the, and just don't read, oh, it's, you know, RCIA, but think of each person. I think this is going to be a theme with the podcast, that whole personal thing. Hmm. Yeah. It's almost like an, an intentional discipleship <laughs> sort of thing. Is our parish had to yeah. read that book. Well, you, could, you could sum up, you know, the heart of prayer, you know, uh, for me, it's having seen people with God's eyes. Having God's heart, knowing his heart, getting a sense of what he thinks and wants for people, praying in agreement with that. Yeah. So, um, which brings us to point number three, parking lot, parking lot prayers. This is pretty self-explanatory, I think. But so what we have, when I would pick up my kids from the different activities at church, uh, I got into this habit of, <laughs> I got this in habit for, of, to pray for the people that I would see. So I sit in my car, not in a creepy way, but I would sit in my car <laughs> and see people. And, you know, so I, before I used to have like the radio on or I'd be on my phone. And then I think, wow, there's so many people around me. And so much about prayer is being present, you know, being in the moment. And I was like, well, I'm really, I'm at church. I, you know, there's the adoration chapel. And so, you know, after a visit there, I just think, oh, there's a good way is to pray for the people that I see. And it's, it's fun. (laughs) It's fun. I really like, I always, I love the idea of, of praying for people and then they don't know. It's like, I'm like, I'm like a frustrated, like secret Santa. (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like a secret prayer. And so I, I, to me, it's like the best. I love that. I love doing this. Uh, So I'll, you know, I'll be in the parking lot. um, And and now like when I'll go to church and uh, we have the adoration the tabernacle in a way that you can be in your car so you can be, you know, chasing it through the window. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> socially isolated. I'm like, that doesn't sound right, but you know what I mean? Socially yeah. distanced, not isolated. Wow. That was totally not a Freudian slip, but <laughs> you know, at a distant from people, but you can, you know, in front of the tabernacle. And then, so you can see people coming and then, you know, of course, you know, you're praying because it's adoration, but you can also, you can also see a lot of people around and start praying for them and just their intentions and, you know, and just, and pray for everyone that you see, like, and you get such a variety, you know, old, old people, young people, the staff, uh, gardeners, just everyone that comes. And it's just such a, it's such a beautiful thing to do. I think to pray for people without them knowing, of course, it's great to have people, if you know them to pray with them and let them know. But, um, I think there's such power. Um, I remember when we used to do the prayer booth, 
there was this little girl who uh who we were having a conversation. I was telling her, I'm like, do you pray? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, don't forget that that's your superpower. That's that's a superpower that God gave us. It's like you can use it and so things. And, and, yeah, and I remember because uh, I told her, I'm like, you know what we can do right now? And she's like, what? I'm like, right now, look over there, look over there. And she looked over. I'm like, see that old guy over there? She's like, yeah. I'm like, we're gonna pray for him. She's like, what? I'm like, yeah, we're gonna pray for him right now. So I'm like, okay, Lord, you know, please bless that that old man over there. We don't know his name, but you do. So please let him have a good day. Because you know, I was praying with like a six year old. I'm like, we're gonna keep it yeah. simple. And she was like, what? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you can do that wherever you go. <laughs> I'm like, that's your superpower. It's the yeah. best. And I'm like, and the best thing is, I'm like, he won't know. Like, he'll just be walking around his day. And, it's like, and he'll just feel like a, maybe like a little joy, a little more patience, a little bit of something. And uh, and it'll change his day and he won't know. So to be a secret Santa of prayer, if that yeah. makes sense, yeah. <laughs> in a parking lot. Yeah, so it's a good one. All right. Number four. The number, the fourth one is um, that we should be praying for the religious in our parish, the priests, the deacons, the seminarians, and for vocations. That that's really important. But I mean, just think about the priests and what they're going through. They're right now, especially their lives are totally in upheaval. Some parishes are just hanging by a thread financially. They don't know if people are coming back to church when this is all over. They don't know what's going to happen. People are upset and blaming them for things that are beyond their control. And, you know, I don't know, being a priest right now is hard enough without COVID. With COVID, oh, God bless them. God bless our priests. God help them uh, to be faithful to the ministry. I I think it's got to be very hard. They feel torn. They're trying to obey the government's laws, regulations, and serve their people, they're in an impossible place. They have to obey the bishop. They, you know, got too many people to answer to and they can't make everybody happy. And you know that priests, especially our pastors, they get inundated with complaints and they rarely get compliments or thanks. So pray for them and say thank you to them if you can. Send them a note if you can't do it in person. And the deacons, they serve they do most of the deacons that I know. They serve uh, do an amazing amount of of work. Uh, so pray for them, for their families, seminarians, that they can stay faithful, stay you know, stick with it through the the long haul that it takes to become ordained. It's quite a quite a challenge, and a lot of opposition from the world. <laughs> they have yeah. to face. And then we can. Oh, go sorry, ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> well, I was thinking also, you know, that we have some of our parishes have nuns. Uh, we don't have any orders associated directly, but we have nuns that visit our parish frequently. Mm-hmm. Well, not so much in COVID, but uh, you know, pray for them, the nuns that they they're serving our community too. We need to be praying for them. But you know, back to the vocations that people would consider the religious life, young people that would see dedication to God as a beautiful way to spend their life. So, yes. So what was it you wanted to share on this one? No, <laughs> no I, was just, I was thinking that, no, that you made such a valid, like a really good point in that when, um, because they do have such difficult decisions and the, the priests and pa- I mean, the pastors specifically is what I'm thinking of. And I'm thinking that at least it's, it's so tempting to judge, at least for me, it's very, I can come up with like, I can come up with the ideas of how I would do things. Um, I think I told you the other day, I was like, I was just thinking of, uh, of like how I would do things. And then I felt like in prayer, God was like, uh, are you anointed, Veronica? I'm like, well, no, 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 I'm not. It's like, are you, are you a priest? I'm like, no, not really. It's like, mm. and you're going to make decisions for who? I'm like, nobody. <laughs> I'm not making decisions for any of the clergy. I'm just going to pray for them. And I think when we do pray for them, I think we are filled with a little more empathy for their situations. Right. Yeah. Because it is hard and it's like really I think it can be really easy to to be overly critical. I mean of course we you know we we criticize actions. In theory we're supposed to criticize actions maybe not the person, but sometimes it can get a little blended in there and um I think putting them in prayer is a way for us to be more compassionate. I'm just I'm saying for me. I mean No, I I feel like the more I, I pray for them, the less likely I am to criticize. Because I've done my share of criticism. That's bad. I know. Um, we shouldn't. 
it's it's much better to take it to prayer. Again, God knows more than we do about the situation. Pray, yeah. pray for them. Yeah. Point number five. So let's see. Ask for prayer requests for for heads of ministries. Uh, I don't know how this might be a little bit difficult for some people. It depends. It depends on how familiar you are with the the staff at your parish, but. But if you're if you're not familiar with the stuff in your parish and you're a little bit extroverted, what you could do is is you could just you could just ask them if you you know if you see you know the liturgical um where I'm forgetting the names the hus- hospitality folks you know besides the hello uh, you can just ask them like how you know how can I pray is there something that I can pray for you guys you know because I know at least in our, I'm sure other parishes too have now there's a whole new level of hospitality ministry now it's like hey now there's also a cleanup crew and like the people in charge of all the the bleach and the <laughs> and the all that stuff like the kneelers just so many things so they have a whole new layer of responsibility so you can just ask them how can i pray for you in that or it kind of ties into the bulletin but it's a little um i think it would be like a little extra step you know just you can email if you don't feel like talking and you're you're a shy person or you can just email you know one of the 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 heads of ministry and just ask them and here, if you're really not sure about what to say, I'm just going to make something up right now. Here's what you can say. You say, dear RCIA director, I've been thinking about your ministry and I would love to add your request to my everyday prayers. Um, how may I pray for you? In Christ Jesus, your name. I mean, it's pretty simple. Yeah. Um, because the point, and they'll let you know. And that's it. It doesn't have to be um, a big old thing. And if um, you don't know, you can still pray for them. You don't have to wait to get the response. You can still pray. God knows what they need. Absolutely. Lift them up in prayer. And yeah, you don't have to know. Right. It just happens at our parish. I feel like when I when I got there, I <laughs> I, got, I, I started at our parish a few years ago. And I was like, I'm going to make friends at this parish. I was like all, and I happened to hit, I just happened to make friends with people who were in charge of all this stuff. <laughs> I'm not in charge of anything, but um, but I know people who are, so that, that can also be a thing. Like maybe, yeah. maybe you don't do something, but you're like, your friend does. And you could say, Hey, I know you're involved in choir. How can we pray for the people in choir? You know, this is an important point because we've talked about, you know, difficulties in prayer in our other podcasts, but mm-hmm. it is much easier to pray when you have a very specific prayer request, you know, the vague, Oh, just pray for Mrs. Jones is, you know, it's, so loose out there it doesn't mean much but when you're praying for something specific and then you're watching to see what god does and you see how god answers that prayer because he does almost all the time one way or another you know he's answering those prayers then it starts getting exciting and if you're praying vague prayers you don't know when god's answering them so that is yeah that's a yeah, and you know what's also, um, I know we're going to cover this in another thing. There's so much to talk about with prayer. <laughs> but um, if you if you have those requests, write them down somewhere. Um, like, you know, uh, write them, have a little notebook and write down the prayer, the very specific intentions you have. And you'll be surprised in time and some how God will answer those. And sometimes God will be, like, sometimes it will be, I've prayed for people and sometimes sad things have happened. I'm like, oh, that person, you know you know, that, that person died, um, that we would have been praying for in the hospital, but, you know, I put a little note that, you know, that that's what, you know, to pray for the, the repose of their soul. And then sometimes like extraordinary, like things happen and you're like, what, how, what? And then the person will remember, or, and then you, or, or they don't, but you do. So, you, you know, write it down. And then there, I've had things on my list. I've had some things that were on my list for like six years Six years and it got answered, and I'm like, six years. But in your guide, you know, you're, you know, not that I'm an impatient prayer <laughs> or anything, but like, really, six years. Um, but yeah, good keep to keep a list and yeah, and uh, and be very specific, Kathy. Okay, my sixth one is to form prayer groups. Now, I, I can see people running up, oh, not me, not me, I don't do that, <laughs> but think about it a prayer group can be two people. If you find a prayer buddy, someone that you can pray with, you're likely to pray more often and more, you know, just having somebody else helps you be accountable. And if you can gather two or three or four or five people, that's, that's even better. If you get too many people, it's, you'll, you'll have a few people dominate and everybody won't pray. So 
keep your group relatively small so that everybody has opportunities to pray, to be heard, to share the answers to prayer too, because that's a huge encouragement when you hear the responses uh, that God, how he answers prayer. It's just amazing. And we need to write those down too, to remember as milestones, you know, as things that really for, uh, they provide evidence of the reality of God in our lives. So anyway, forming prayer groups doesn't have to be fancy, you know, Zoom it, whatever you get the free Zoom or do it over the phone. It doesn't have to even be Zoom. You know, if you don't want to see each other, just get on a get on the phone. Don't get don't let the technology or the complications daunt, you know, just get in the way and keep you from doing it. Right. One of um I belong to this prayer group and shout out to my prayer warrior friends. <laughs> but uh we're uh I think we're eight. We're eight of us, and this is funny. But we uh, we met through someone else who is actually no longer part of the group because she, um, you know, she's she's very involved in other things as well. But she connected about eight of us, maybe ten of us, I think, at the time, because we all she knew all of all of us, and somehow she was like, "Oh, if you guys like to pray, we should all get together." So we do, and we've this prayer group has been one of the absolute most amazing things in my life. Just it's it's on it's on Instagram. It's, and we go in there and when you just go and you say, and then these women are so strongly of prayer. They're such fierce prayers and so real. And they'll just show up and sometimes they'll say, sometimes we talk a little bit, but mostly like we share a little bit about our lives and we'll say, you know, I am struggling with this. And sometimes it's really rough stuff that happens. You know, we're like, I'm struggling with this or, or like there's preparations or like some terrible things have happened um, because life is, life is a battle and there's a lot of wounds, right? So, uh, and they'll share it and then we'll all pray. And then we have like follow-ups and some of the follow-ups are just the most astounding. I feel like I've seen miracles happen. And, um, and, you know, and through, and through the years, it's been, it's been a good long time. Think about, well, I feel like it's been a really long time, maybe like seven years. Just whenever there's been something that I need urgent prayers, there's always someone who's going to see it. And the responses are so swift. And, and um, when I was going through that really hard time, and it, it, it has expanded to be something in real life too. So that's the thing with the prayer groups. You start with prayer and then you just feed it like it feeds, it just grows and grows and grows. It feeds your fervor and your zeal and it keeps you uh, growing mm-hmm. because I was going through a really hard time and I was telling uh, one of my friends, uh, my, my prayer friends, I was telling her, things are so dark right now. I was like, things are very, very dark and bleak. And I just am so lost. And I just, I, you know, it was, and I'm like, I know I, I'm praying, but I just feel like really, I just don't know. Things just look so off to me. And, um, I think this was, I think this was a little bit before I met you. And, uh, and she overnighted me like the next day. She's like, she's like, Veronica, I got you. I'm going to send you something. And the next morning, she had like Amazon one day. This is, you know, it's one day. And the next day I went outside and had this prayer, a book of deliverance prayers that she had sent me because it had been such, it moved her so much. And I read that book and it was more like, it's like, it's like in the movies, like when I opened it, there should have been like light shining out of it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like everything had been dark and I opened it and there should have been like this just like amazing, like glow in the room. Cause that book was transforming. I use that book all the time. I've rec- Actually, I've given I've given copies of that book to other people, and but anyways, all that to say that have that prayer group is what fostered that, you know. Right. Because over that, time, yeah, when you the relationships you develop, the way you know each other over time, become so deep, so important that it's so much more than just prayer. Yeah, because it's that that it's the eternal that unites you, right? Yeah. Like you're, you're you at your raw in your raw form. Right. That's going to be another theme. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about being raw and real. <laughs> <laughs> Intentional uh, discipleship. Number seven. Is to call up people. Like call. Like a phone. I was surprised that my phone actually takes phone calls. <laughs> yeah, not that. <laughs> when, it makes, <laughs> when it makes a sound, I'm like, what is that? What you can do is make actual phone calls. You can call like the different people who are involved in ministry. Just this ties in a little bit to the bulletin. Like you can, whatever phone number is there, just call up 
and ask them, you know, how may I pray for your ministry? We had at our parish was when everything just started way back in March when things were were uh, were getting shut down. The pastor gave director of parish life was giving um, was calling up people. She had like a phone list and she handed it out to to um, to different people. Yeah, elderly, shut in people. Yeah, like yeah, likely to be very isolated. Yeah. So, um, and it's it's. I know it's. I I'm not a phone person. I unless the phone has video, like I'll do that kind of stuff. I need to see people. I struggle with the phone. I just I didn't struggle it when I was 15 before there was a cell phone. <laughs> but lots of older people. That's all. Yeah. They know. Yeah. So it was interesting because like I was uh, I was going through the list and um, calling people up. And most people are very surprised to hear from anyone, but you just say, just, just say, I'm from your parish, you know, insert your parish name here. I'm, and I'm calling to see, you know, is there any prayer? Can, how may I pray for you? That is just like such an easy question. Like, how may I pray for you? And, and people will say, oh, I'm, you know, I know someone who has cancer and needs prayers right now. And then you can always say, okay, would you like to pray right now? <laughs> and, uh, which is always a very interesting how that how that is answered. And sometimes people go, no, but you can pray for me. And then you'll say, okay, let's do it right now. You don't have to say anything. And just pray. (laughs) You know, right. Right. And um, you're you're modeling how to do that kind of prayer for them too. They don't have to pray, but they can listen. Yeah. And pray in their heart. They are praying in their heart. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing too. Like when you do ask, you know, just say, would you like to pray? Would you want me to pray? You know, just, because you don't want them to, I mean, maybe they want to to pray because it's personal to them. So, I mean, just don't assume people don't regularly pray. So right. it's a good question to ask. Um, and so, yeah, just call different people up. And and like you said, they're shut-ins. They're people who um, who are like the, you know, the pillars of the church, the, the, good old, the good old crowd that was always there. Now because they're, you know, they're because of COVID and they're, um, they're vulnerable. They don't want to go. So reach out to them, especially it's so easy to feel ignored and it's so easy to get lonely and it's such a beautiful thing to be able to reach out. So, so don't forget, don't forget to reach out. Yeah. It means a lot. Yes. Very good. So number eight, number eight is to pray for your parish's food pantry, homeless outreach, whatever you've got going at most parishes have something of this sort. Uh, at our parish, we have the St. Vincent de Paul Society that helps uh, people in need with, you know, housing issues and things. But they also ha- they have a food pantry as well. So that, and we also have our our parish. We have a homeless population that likes to camp out around our parish grounds more and more during COVID than ever. And you may have those too, because I think somehow churches are an attractive place to them. Somehow God's letting them know that, you know, church is, you know, he's there and something in them draws them to the church. They need prayer. There are so many people who are in desperate need right now. And and this doesn't go away when COVID ends. I mean, they were there before and they'll be there forever. You know, people that are lacking just even the basics. So uh, pray, um, pray that they'll have what they need. Do what you can, you know, if you can donate time, money, whatever it takes to help too. But uh, pray, especially for those, those um, ministries in your parish. Mm-hmm. This is a total aside, but it's, it's important because I've heard a lot of people just say, oh, one of my absolute, I do not like this phrase at all, is when people say the least we can do is pray. You know, that's my pet peeve. <laughs> I do not like that. It drives me batty. I like to say the most we can do is pray because that to me is like, yeah, because I'm like, that is the absolute most is for me to go before the king on my brother and sister's behalf and plea for them. And then of course the action follows, you know? So yes, you know, so pray for, so I, cause I just, I just want to say like, if someone says, oh, well like pray for your, your, your food's pantry and homeless reach. Well, that doesn't do anything. It's like, yes, it does. A, you have to believe, in, I mean, if you're praying, you believe something's going to happen. Right. And I mean, that is the whole foundation for, for prayer. I mean, you just, yeah. 
people you know, are hungry and hurting because their life has gone awry in some way. Right. Broken families and drugs and all kinds of things. And those are much deeper problems than anything we can solve with money and food. Right. Right. And so, and so the most you can do is pray and then do something about it. Cause I think especially, um, cause I work in the, you know, in the field of social media and I hear a lot of people say, Oh, prayers don't do anything. Prayers is a stupid phrase. Like, what do we say? You know, prayer, you know, prayer is not what's needed now. It's like, yes, there's, I don't know why we, I don't know why it's a a prayer or thing. I don't know why it can't be like prayer and it's like, yes, I pray for, I pray for the homeless and I go help them. I pray for the sick and I go tend to them. I, you know, I pray for the lonely and I say hello to them and have conversation. It's like, it's not, prayer isn't, it's not a competition because prayer wins and then, but it's prayer but it's prayer and then and then something it's like prayer is the fuel you're not going to get anywhere with that fuel right. i'm off my i was going to say i'm on my soapbox but then i realized i'm on a podcast so it can be a soapbox yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right on though right on you know ah drives me crazy so i'm a very excited i'm excitable <laughs> so we should be excited about prayer i am i am so um, number nine, family and marriages, not just your own. Uh, believe it or not, people are getting married despite uh, all the goings-ons right now. Uh, we, have, we, we know people who are, I know a lot of people who recently got married, and they need prayers because it's a sacrament and it's because it's marriage. And if you're married, you know it's hard. <laughs> I mean, it's beautiful. It can be very beautiful. and I. You know, praise God, I have a I have a good marriage, but you know, we do argue now and then, and prayers, you know, are what uh, are what's needed. So pray for the different mar- the people who are new to the to the sacrament. I mean, newlyweds have it's it's crazy. All just like getting used to someone else. So pray for marriages and pray pray for the engaged. Hey, I'm going to tie this all down I'm to. Number two, which is pray in the bulletin. You know how they always have that? I always say this word wrong. Wedding. Ban. 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 I want to say bong. (laughs) Wedding bongs, darling. So (laughs) the wedding bands. And you can see the people who are going to get married. So start praying for them before, before they do. Because, you know, that is the right decision because it's a huge one. And also pray for the families. um, Again, the ones that are involved in all the different ministries, the ones that you're um, that make up your parish. I mean, if someone, if someone, if a stranger that I didn't know was praying for my family, I would be so grateful just because, you know, you need the prayers. And so, um, it's good for us to remember that this is, I've, I've heard people say, pray for the young because they're in the next, they're like the next generation of the church. And that's true to a certain extent, I feel, but also they're here right now. So they are there. They're not like, we're going to wait for them to hit a certain age. And they're like, Oh, now you're part of the church. They're there right now. So pray for the little, Pray for the young kids that, especially the kids right now, like have to prepare for all their sacraments with like mass. Oh, it just makes me so sad. But you know that they have to do things in a very, it's just weird. I'm going to say it's weird. It's a weird way. It's it's unnatural, but. Yeah. They can't, they can't, you know, coming to church or, you know, to, to one of the faith formation classes isn't a time to find their friends and, you know, go and have fun too with their friends. They're just, you know, socially distanced, can't talk hardly, can't see each other's faces. It's very strange for them. It is. Like my my oldest my oldest two kids, um I have four kids. My older two kids were they went to Edge, which is for middle school. So they went through that program and they ended up helping out. And then my uh but then my well actually my third my my third kid too. But then my fourth kid, I'm just saying like uh so my third kid wanted to start helping out, but everything got shut down. And I'm like, all that fun that they used to have with their like games and and um, learning about the faith and community and stuff like that, it's just so different when it's on Zoom. It's not the same. So just you know, and so the kids are part of a family, and they you know they have they have a lot of challenges, and parents have a lot of challenges, especially now if you if you don't work from home regularly, and suddenly you are working from home, and you have your kids and. Everything's so kooky right now. So it's a good time to, to pray for families, for them to, to be more patient with each other. I read or saw somewhere that like the divorce rate's going up because people are like driven mad by their, 
that's so sad to me. They're driven mad by people that like their, their spouses, the, the people that they chose to share their life with their. Yeah. But some people are having to live so close on top of each other and can't get away, can't get privacy, can't get some downtime. It's, you know, right. It's very hard in, in a lot of homes. People are really stressed out over this. So it is very difficult. And, and this isn't just the young families. I mean, it's going to be the older people too. Um, a lot of people yeah. are, are really struggling with being cooped up and on top of each other and frayed nerves and, you know, it gets hold, hard to hold your tongue. <laughs> you know, yeah. Lots of, lots of challenges for all, you know, all of us. So, yeah, yeah we need to be praying for families, for marriages, uh, for strong families to come out and of for, this. And for the old, like for older people, like the, um, like grandparents who can't, you know, because of whatever they're vulnerable or they're in, you know, in homes and stuff like that, it's, they're being cut off from their families as well. Yeah. Um, and even, and even, even if it's not, I mean, I know it's, there's the special challenges of COVID of the pandemic and everything, but at the same time, it's like, it's just, um, prayer families, they always need prayer. All these things we could always yeah. be doing, to be honest. Yeah. Um, there's so much right now. I mean, just, you know, personally, uh, my good friend, her father just died at age 98, hmm. but he died with a nurse, no family there, hmm. COVID. My mom is in a uh, memory care unit. We can't go visit her because they're on lockdown because of COVID. And yeah. it's she gets depressed. I know. I was just talking to them today. She stops eating. This is bad. It's seriously, seriously uh, hard on them. And yeah. the unseen sufferers, some of the elderly that are alone and isolated. So yeah. pray for them. I know that's yeah. going to stretch that one beyond exactly, but they're family. It's still family. It's family, and then especially in the in a family, it's uh, the younger, the the younger and the elder are they're so vulnerable, you know, and 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 also pray for families in that in the fact that um, um, some families are not happy families and they're not safe families. I was talking to uh, one of my friends, um, and she is a um, she's a therapist, and when everything started getting shut down, she's saying. She was telling me that she was so concerned for some of the kids she worked with because she works with um, with kids kids with a lot of I would say kids with a lot of pain and a lot of uh, dysfunction in their lives and they don't handle things very well. They're, I don't know the old school way would be like the troubled kids. They have a lot going on and um, and and school was um for them was a safe place. And so when everything got shut down, the kids were at home and she was really concerned about them. So. So just to remember when you do pray for families, don't just pray for the, for the shining, glossy, <laughs> happy faces. Pray for the ones that, that come to, that you remember with, like maybe they come to mass or don't come to mass regularly or just whatever. You never know. You never know. And also, also, I guess I should say also, sometimes the shiny faces aren't that great behind the scenes either. Right. So right. don't, when you, when you pray for people, don't just pray for the, for the families. Don't just pray for the ones that look great on the outside. Cause maybe they're not. And just pray for all the families, the, the troubled ones, the happy ones, the, the ones on the brink, you know, prayer can, prayer can do amazing things. So let's, um, let's pray for those families. Right. <sighs> okay. So many people. <laughs> like there's so many people to pray for. I'm like, well, Oh my goodness. Why do we ever stop praying? My goodness. Yeah. Don't try to do all of this in one day. No, oh, are you telling me the listeners? <laughs> Let's finish number 10 before we <laughs> give you the caution. <laughs> so number 10 is pray as you walk the sacred grounds of your parish. Now, some of you may not feel like you're able to go walk the grounds, but a lot of us can, you know, when nobody's there or even, you know, when people are around. Um, walk, walk the grounds of your parish and Think about the different activities that happen in each place where you're walking. Pray for those activities, for those people, for the things that aren't happening in those places. Uh, bless those, claim those places, you know, because it's like it's like the devil's taking over the world and, you know, shutting down the churches, taking over and 
closing us away from all of the activities that help us to grow as a spiritual community and to grow in our relationship with God. We want to reclaim those for God's purposes. So pray for all of the things that happen on the sacred grounds of your parish. Pray that that territory is God's territories and that everybody steps on the grounds will be blessed and drawn closer to God. I, you know, pray for the homeless people that camp out by the back door. Pray for uh, all, all of the things that happen there, the things that need to happen there, that people will come back when COVID is over and the churches are open, that people will come back and that it can be a place of joy and refreshment and renewal. So, so much happens there, we forget. But if you walk the grounds, it'll help you to think more of all of the different activities. Some of you have schools on your parish grounds. We don't, unfortunately. But that's a whole nother thing to pray for, you know, a whole nother uh, big project. And pray for the well-being of the parishes financially. If you're walking those grounds, it takes money to maintain and a lot of the parishes are going to be very, very uh, poor <laughs> because of the donations being down, because of the lack of attendance, you know, all, and then the extra costs from COVID. It's going to be a, a tough, tough time. So pray for your parish. I just, I like the, I like the, the imagery of praying for, for everything that's happened and everything that's happening. It's very, uh, timeless you know it's a uh, I used to I used to watch Doctor Who a lot <laughs> and, <laughs> I used to watch it all the time um it's been a while and uh I never got over one of the doctors I was like I'm not ready for a new one but um so but the but one of the things that he does is um is that he can see like all of time and space at the same time and uh actually in Marvel okay I'm gonna totally geek out here but Doctor Strange could see all when he had the certain stone, whatever, he could see all the time and space at the same time. And, um, and I think that's like, it's like a fictional thing of something that really does happen. I think in, when you pray, you know, like, uh, you know, God, God is the God of all time. So you can pray for, pray for the, the sacraments that will happen and the sacraments that have happened. Um, because God holds no prayer is wasted. Right. You know, I've asked you some crazy stuff. I'm like, what about this prayer? You're like, no prayers wasted. I'm like, all right, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm going to pray for this. And even though it's like, okay, it's a little. Uh, it's God's economy. He can use those yeah. prayers however he wants. And he does. I, I have all confidence in that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, so those were the 10 things real quick. If you need a little recap, it's one pray for everyone who would have been in your pew. Two, Pray through the bulletin. Three, pray from a parking lot. Pray for the church parking lot. <laughs> uh, or any parking lot, really. Uh, four, pray for the religious orders in your parish uh, and for those for vocations as well. Five, ask for prayer requests from he for heads of ministries. Six, form prayer groups. Seven is to call people and ask for prayers. Eight, pray for your parish's food pantry slash homeless outreach. Nine, pray for the families and marriages. And ten, pray for the sacred for sacred grounds. I was going to make a coffee pun, but I decided not to. <laughs> I refrained. I refrained. <laughs> I'm sure we could probably come up with a few more of these if we put our put our heads to it. But I think I think you get the idea. Uh, the point is to pray for your parish. You know, this is this is a tough time for everybody. But instead of feeling sorry for ourselves because we're sitting out in the cold or we can't come or, you know, whatever, you know, we can we can feel sorry for ourselves or we can put that time and mental energy to good use by praying. And there's lots of ways to do it. And you know, hearkening back to our first podcast, you know, sometimes people don't know how to pray. If you have something in mind, something very specific in mind, like these prayer efforts, it helps you to stay focused on prayer. It gives you a way to pray. It's purposeful and connects you with it, uh, connects you with the, the prayer, with people, and with God. Mm -hmm. so. mm -hmm. And like, and you said, that's a good point too. It's like how you pray for them 
can be can be very different. You know, you can do the set prayer. You can be spontaneous. My husband um, he used to have a really uh, spicy temper, we should say, when he was driving, and so he would get really irritated with people. This he's going to be so embarrassed, but I think it's an important story. And so he would he would drive, and when and when uh, so when someone would come off, he'd get really mad, and he would just be like ready to honk. So. <laughs> So after then he, uh, well, this is when we were dating. And uh, so then after he was started going through RCA and rethinking like, oh, those strangers are like brothers and sisters. And, you know, maybe I shouldn't be rude. And so what happened was, so when he started driving and someone would cut him off and he'd get really mad, instead of honking the horn, he'd smack, he'd smack the middle of the steering wheel and go, love phasers. And, <laughs> and like, <laughs> <laughs> and he would do that and it would like remind him to uh it remind him to say a prayer and like that was like a long time ago. We've been married for it's gonna be 26 years. And those love phasers are still like the funniest thing ever. And they it's just it's just one of those things where it's like it's a quick way to prayer. It doesn't have to be your the prayer doesn't have to be elaborate. It can just be like love phasers, God bless you. <laughs> yeah. Trying you know? to mean it, not just don't make it a joke. <laughs> no, no, he totally meant it. Yeah. He totally meant it. It's just yeah. it would it would make us laugh, but not like in a like a mocking blah. You that's so stupid. Yeah. But it was like, oh my gosh, that's yeah. Yeah. it's a sense of humor, right? Like you're just like yeah. that's that's how it should be. Yes, you shouldn't be a jerk. You should be like blessing. So, yeah. um, I'm gonna I'm I think I'll keep that. I don't know if I'm gonna edit. <laughs> my husband will be like, what? <laughs> So, um, oh, and an important point before, really quick, before uh, we close is, well, like you said, like, you know, try not to do it all at once. Cause that can be, that can be crazy to try to do it all, like slowly build up or choose your favorites. You don't actually have to go through the list one to, to 10. You can like choose, like, I, like if I had to choose, like, I think calling people would be something I would avoid, <laughs> but then <laughs> somebody else would love that. So yes, yes. And eventually get to it. Maybe. I mean, I enjoyed when I did it, but it's not the first thing that comes comes to mind. Well, I hope those help uh, our listeners to feel more connected to their parish and to, and actually not just to feel that way, but to be more connected um, to their to their brothers and sisters in the parish. And and so, why don't we why don't we close out with a prayer and uh, ask you, Kathy, to close us out? Okay, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And Father God, thank you for your care for us, first of all. Help us to translate your love for us to our love for others, that we would be conscious of other people, and especially of our parishes. Instead of criticizing, Lord, give us a spirit of love and concern that we would translate that criticism into prayer or assistance, even to positive action. Lord, give us courage, confidence, perseverance, whatever it is that we need to step out in prayer to just do it and to be consistent about it, that we love people enough to pray for them. We thank you that you even give us the opportunity to pray for others and to be effective in their lives that way. We thank you for all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. If you have any prayer or faith-related questions or prayer requests, please email us at therootandthefountain, all together, one word, therootandthefountain at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe. God bless you.